This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another edition of the Successful Farming Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Jason Meeker. I'm also the executive producer of Successful Farming Television, which airs on RFD-TV on Thursday nights and Sunday nights, so make sure you tune into that. Just want to remind all our listeners to make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or Podbean or TuneIn or WeCast or Spreaker or whatever podcast service you use. To get more information about this episode and previous episodes, you can visit us at agriculture.com slash podcast. You can email the show via podcast at agriculture.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter. At Successful Farm is the official Successful Farming Twitter account. And my account is at Jason Meeker. Recently, Successful Farming hosted an international guest from our Brazilian partner, SF Brazil. Editorial director, Guillermo Havache, spent a week in Des Moines, and while he was here, he sat down with me for a conversation about SF Brazil, the Brazilian car wash corruption scandal, the post-Olympic economy in Brazil, and investment in the ag industry there. The car wash discussion went a little long, so I decided to make that a separate episode, so if you're interested in learning more about that, make sure you subscribe and you won't miss it. Without any further delay, here's my interview with Guy Havache. Welcome back to the Successful Farming Podcast. Uh, we're really excited to have today from Brazil, Guy Havache. He's, uh, tell, us, tell us who you are and uh, what your relationship to Successful Farming is. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure yeah. to be in Des Moines, first time in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, far from home. Uh, well, I work for uh, Successful Farming Brazil, and uh, I manage... Uh, the content for the magazine in Brazil, also part of the business side and sales team there. And I started as a journalist a few years ago, like 15 years ago, and then I moved to a more uh, a, a managing role in, in the magazine. Okay. So um, we've been part, you've been, Successful Farming Brazil and Successful Farming USA have been partners for a little over a year? More. Uh, actually, we, we started planning the, the well, project yeah. uh, three, more than three, three, between three and four years ago. Uh, first phase of the project we started three years ago was to build the, uh, our digital presence uh, start to, to growing the brand. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have more than 100 years uh, in U.S., but right. in Brazil, nobody really knew the brand besides the ones that uh, lived in U.S. or uh, were Americans living in, in Brazil. So we started in, in digital, 
And then we moved to a print edition that started uh, this year, actually. And so it's going very well. And, uh, but we are not uh, doing on a monthly basis. Right. This year we'll, we'll have four editions, and next year we will uh, increase the number of editions uh, for a year. Hopefully, uh, getting the same number here, like 13 or 12, 13, 12, 13 each year. issues a year. Yeah. So, um, talk about a little bit the um, your background in agriculture. I know you don't have a a big agricultural background, but your mother, yeah. Uh, I'm 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 not an ag reporter by uh, by formation or, but my mother um, she she teaches geography in a university in Mato Grosso. Mm-hmm. Mato Grosso is a huge producer of uh, of uh, soya beans, especially okay. other cultures, but soya beans, and so. She writes about uh, the agriculture and how agriculture. She writes and teaches about how agriculture is connected to the business and the, the local populations, in especially in Mato Grosso. Okay. And uh, uh, and it's interesting the work because they are uh, the, like Mato Grosso, the state. Uh, probably he exists basically because the agriculture uh, went there. Uh, and and created this strong industry in in, in the state. Okay, so Mato Grosso is very v- agriculturally. Yes. Um, yes. Very. Yeah. Okay. That's agricultural centric, kind of as far as the their economy and jobs. Yeah, and, and we have some states like Mato Grosso, uh, Goiás. And even new ones like Horaima and Tocantins, we say new ones because uh, they are younger than the others. Okay. Uh, they were part of different states, and they, they, in this century, they 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 become to be states, or even in the last uh, uh, fifty years, for some cases. But the thing, some are the new frontier, uh, uh-huh. the place that uh, we are. Uh, people are arriving in in a, in a considerable. A considerable, considerable number okay. uh, to populate the state and to produce in the state with cattle or soya beans and different cultures. Okay, um, so let's let's dive into car wash a little bit. Tell us wh- for people who are listening who might not even know yeah. what car wash is. Give us a little bit of background and then t- and then talk about just the uh, trying to. Clean up the the mess. Yeah, car car wash is is it's very it's hard to speak as a Brazilian uh, because as in, in some we are ashamed uh, in in the scale of the of the problem. But there's a good uh, I, I hope the 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 half full way to mm-hmm. see of the glass to see this is uh, that we we will improve. The institutions, but summarizing or or trying to explain what is car wash. Car wash started three years ago, 2014. The name car wash, uh, the federal police gave this name because the operation started in a car wash. It's a gas sta- It was a gas station okay. with a car wash, and they picked the name because there was this car wash. And in this gas station, one guy had an office. Very small office in a gas station, but uh, Alberto Youssef, this guy, uh, basically was buying and selling dollars. Okay. At least, apparently, but he was uh, moving billions 
or a lot of money. Right. And it was something is going uh, on uh, and there's something wrong. So what uh, they did, they went there, investigated, and they uh, realized that uh, a lot of the money, uh, it was uh, he was uh, uh, money laundry. He was right. like laundering the money for politicians, companies, and after they they discovered that. So at this point, Guy gave a detailed summary of the scale and scope of Operation Car Wash, and I encourage you to listen to part two of this episode to learn more about the ongoing controversy. Very briefly, it's a scandal involving state-owned energy and construction and other companies that also included bribery and collusion of government officials, and the investigation is still uncovering involvement of prominent politicians and business leaders. So... We'll skip ahead to some of the impacts that Operation Car Wash has had on the country of Brazil. Everybody upset, but no solution in short in a short side. So it's still still a big mess. It is basically yeah. So that's that's hurting most of the economy in yeah. Brazil. But there's one side to that. Okay. Uh, or a different side. That's uh, as the stocks are down again, or at least down, or and but. Uh, we have strong institutions. Okay. We have all those problems, all these uh, uh, discussions, and and and, it's, and again, it's not easy. And it is our country and all that stuff. But uh, we still have uh, a democracy. Mm-hmm. We still have a, a, a judiciary working and all the powers in place. I mean, nobody's asking for a dictatorship or something. We're not going more. Uh, for the left, as other countries are doing, mm-hmm. we are keeping the the pace, and the institutions are surviving. Okay. Um, so this is a good thing. Other good thing, it's uh, it's hard now, but after all this uh, information or revelations pass, we'll we'll be uh, a more transparent place. Okay. Uh, we'll have better institutions and better politicians, or at least that's what I uh, I hope. That public will, will yeah. demand. Uh, yeah, more it's it's like the maybe we're learning in in the hard uh, in the hard way, right? But the uh, but in 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 the end, we'll be better. That's okay. that's what I think. Okay, so. Of course, uh, Brazil was the, the the center of the world's attention for the World Cup a few years ago and the Olympics a couple of, a couple of years ago. What's happened with the economy since the Olympics? I know that there was a lot of hope, a lot of optimism that having the Olympics and the World Cup yeah. was going to was going to kind of revitalize the. But that's that's the funny part. Before the the World Cup. Everybody was saying, everybody or a lot of people uh, was saying that we couldn't do a World Cup. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be possible to 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 produce a, this kind of large event. We did, right? It worked, and it was amazing. It was a, a, a really if the the guys that went from different countries to Brazil loved the country. Mm-hmm. I have friends that went there first time and said, oh, it's amazing, great experience. Uh, Brazilians are really warm and friendly. It's uh, it's it's nice to 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 go there as a uh, to do tourism and 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 know the country 
Uh, same for the uh, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. A few months before the Olympics, they were saying, "Oh, we are not." Not they were even. Many. It's not <laughs> gonna happen. Maybe mm-hmm. we we need to do the uh, the Olympics in 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 London or some other place. But it, it happened. It, it, yeah. it was a great uh, show. Uh, again, great experience for all uh, all the people that went there. And so this is uh, uh, this is something particular. But same here. Uh, some people say, oh, Brazil, it's done because there's corruption, all that stuff. But uh, we strive. Mm-hmm. We uh, shouldn't be this way. And, and uh, we are envy of America uh, many times because uh, you're, you, you seem more organized for so many things. And, and, and uh, I wouldn't say right now the the the, the <laughs> landscape it's uh, it's uh, it's more complicated but usually you are way more stable than 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 the rest of of mm-hmm. the world but that's uh, that's a tradition with us it's hard and then we 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 leverage on that and change change the game we recoup uh faster than than usual and look the numbers Brazil is huge the the or egg business is is uh is thriving the economy is, is very very hard okay on us right now mm-hmm. but again the egg business is uh is growing last year 2016 grew uh like 5% almost 4.5 percent okay. uh, this year is is going to grow again it's uh it's uh it's huge i mean or it's 23% of our uh gross uh product okay Twenty-three percent of, yeah. of Brazil's GDP GDP is is the ag sector. Yeah, and so what what so the ag sector is growing. You said around five five percent in the last year. Last year, and then others, but other sectors are doing like and yeah, the industry uh, shrinked almost five percent. Okay, uh, so the, the non-ag industry yeah it's huge and and it's very resilient mm-hmm. and, and doesn't matter uh if it is the economy is going well or bad the the egg business is 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 doing his job very well i mean okay and, and delivering okay so um in, in the united states when whenever brazil comes up when we're talking about global ag markets it's always about the infrastructure. They're going to have a huge crop, yeah. but they're but they're never going to be able to to get delivered. It delivered. So they're always talk. There is always talk about investment in infrastructure. Where Brazil is going to improve their roads, improve their ports. So how is that going? Is it going ahead of schedule, behind schedule? Is what's what's your perspective on that? Yeah, it's not easy, and and even when you. That's the f- when you build a road or or a, a, a train track uh, production. It's growing in an unbelievable pace. It's hard to keep the pace with the way uh, it is growing. Uh, but one thing is different uh, right now. Uh, the mindset is changing. Uh, even when we look to this government, the way he's um, uh, privatizing some companies okay. or there's more liberaliz- liberalization of the sector so private companies could do more and it's hard to to change this is cultural but if you give more freedom even to producers or companies to to invest there mm-hmm. uh i think this um, this could improve 
I, I would love to say that uh, in 10 years from now, we would solve this problem. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, uh, it's uh, The challenge is really big, even when you look to the size of the country and the mm -hmm. particularities of each state and rivers and all that uh, forests and, and, and all that stuff. Uh, it's hard. But um, other thing that it's... Uh, it's changing is that we we are having a lot of investments coming from 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 abroad okay. and mature markets like US or mm -hmm. or uh, Europe uh, they grow in a slower pace if you go to Asia or Latin America you can grow faster and because the population uh, it's in a different level of development than than the Europe or US for mm -hmm. example so so what kind of uh, international investment is is Brazil attracting? Right now, China. Okay. China, it's not, not not even the kind of investment is who's investing. Right. I mean, there's lots of investments everywhere, but uh, the Chinese, they, they announced the, the, something around $20 billion just this year. Mm -hmm. And after, you know, uh, after U.S., uh, Brazil is the the place receiving the largest amount of money from China. Okay, and basically they are looking for the ag business and infrastructure, uh, and it's part of their soft power uh, policy. I mean, invest and 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 if you invest and then. You can influence in, in in an easier way. You can leverage that investment exactly, for... and and they need the food. Mm -hmm. They need the the. I mean, uh, when you look to to the Chinese numbers, or they are not growing as they used used to to grow, and but still, they have factories, they have workers, they have knowledge. They they need to use all this uh, all this. Uh, all this, uh, all this uh, money or mm -hmm. uh, knowledge somewhere, and Brazil is a good place to to do that. Even because we have some similarities with China, that's uh, interesting. I mean, uh, t t talk about that a little bit. What similarities yeah. do you see between Brazil and China? China, it's it's interesting, but for sure, the the size of the country, the. Uh, huge population uh, a developing country but one thing that uh, surprises me from from the Chinese companies especially and I, I, I'm not working for a Chinese company but I had some some experience and some friends working with them is that they they give a lot of freedom to to the the companies they acquire okay and in a sense uh, different from other asian countries there are more hands on they want they like they buy your company and then they go there oh i will manage this because i bought your company mm -hmm. chinese are more like uh, okay i'll send some guys to see what you are doing because you are good doing what you're what what you do and so they they are they focus especially in the way you are building your brand i've i have this when you think about big chinese brands for example it's hard to remember right. the name of big chinese brands mm -hmm. and, but uh and probably, probably i think they are aware of that so but they are very good in the process to produce in a produce in a fast way uh to to um, innovate when you look to the mobile market in mm -hmm. China, 
it's amazing the the way they are uh, inventing new things and implementing faster than uh, American companies from even technology companies, right. for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what what is kind of the public opinion of the Chinese? coming in and investing so much in Brazil, of, of Brazi- yeah. Brazilian I, I, population? It's hard to say. I, I don't know in, in a, if, the, like, the the regular guy or mm-hmm. the, the how much the population is aware of the, the level of investments. And, and it's interesting, but uh, probably if you ask any Brazilian who's the country putting money in Brazil, they would say uh, America. Mm-hmm. There's a, a this long tradition with America, long connection with America, and and again we 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 in general I'd say most part of the population by far really like like America. Right. That's one reason okay. why we 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 believe that successful farming can strive in Brazil. Mm-hmm. It's a well-known brand uh, from USA, and and and. Uh, we like all the all the all all these uh, aspects of of the publication. Okay, and we know that our audience also likes, and so. But uh, f- the guys like we, we used to say uh, in Faria Lima, it's similar to or Wall Street, they okay. are very aware. They are very aware of the level of investments and and the kind of money that it's it's coming, and you just adapt. If they see more money coming from China, they will adapt to China, and if it is from other place, they will adapt to other place. I, I yes. Okay, Mike, who you've been talking to, Mike McGinnis, our markets editor, told me uh, yesterday that you talked to your wife. You're, you've you got here Monday morning, and we're recording this on a Wednesday, so you talked to your wife, and it yeah. was very cold in Brazil. So it, um, talk about that a little bit. Is there what what crop? What stage are they, are they in in the growing season there? And is it that cold weather going to have any? Yeah, I, I, I live in São Paulo, and and Brazil it's ver- it's particular in the south. It's uh, colder, and then in southeast where is São Paulo. And when you go to the north, it's hotter, more tropical. Yeah, mm-hmm. more tropical. Uh, depending on where you are and which uh, culture or which kind of uh, thing you are doing, you will have uh, a, a different uh, kind of plantation or, or whatever. But my wife, she was complaining it was cold, but cold for us would be like 48 uh, Fahrenheit. Okay. 48 is, 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 uh, is very cold, uh, in, at least in, in Sao Paulo. In the south, you, you could get like uh, lower than, than this, not that much snow just in some parts uh, but just in the south and high places high altitudes and and this kind uh so it's cold for us i i know it's not that that much cold <laughs> here but uh she, she she was complaining it was cold but that's one thing with infrastructure uh we don't have the infrastructure for cold i mean we don't build houses with central heating and okay. usually with right. that said so it could be colder there during the winter. Sure, it's just one week, two weeks that we got. We'll have this kind of uh, cold. 
Uh, but that's it, particularly from 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 Brazil. <laughs> okay, so in in your area of Brazil, do they crop year round? Is there winter crops, or do they um, do they it's not grow anything over winter? No, they they do. Okay, that's one particularity of Brazil. We can we can squeeze more uh, like produ- producing year round, uh, okay. even. Uh, intercalating with different cultures to use the land for all the time. This is uh, this one. Adv- that's why we are uh, very productive. And also, mm-hmm. uh, talk a little bit about kind of the cycle of of agriculture expansion. Um, uh, is is there a, like a to to take land? That's not in agricultural production, and then bring it into production. Yeah. What's what? This is what? Uh, this is tricky because uh, conservation is also uh, a thing that uh, we must have in mind. I mean, uh, we have a lot of forests, and and we need to protect that. Mm-hmm. It's an asset that we we also need to 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 use wisely. But traditionally, the way that uh, first. Someone goes and cut the trees, mm-hmm. use the, the wood. Then goes the cattle. And after the cattle, soybean culture. And uh, and then diversify uh, the culture with different kinds of culture. This, I'm, I'm talking more about the, the north, the, the the new frontier that okay. could be other. Uh, like if you go to close to, to the coast, closer mm-hmm. to the coast, uh, as the uh, the states are are older in some sense, or producing uh, populated uh, for uh, for a long time, there's a longer or, tradition. Of there's a long. It could be cacao, uh, cocoa in, in 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 Bahia, for example, or or well, other sorry, states. Cocoa to produce. Uh, sorry. Yeah, what'd you say after that? But um, after cocoa, cacao. Yeah, in, in Portuguese, cacao. Okay, it's the same thing. Cocoa. Yeah, yeah. So it's thinking Portuguese to remember <laughs> right. the name, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so uh, that's it. Usually the the cycle, but we are uh, working hard to 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 preserve the the forests and and probably the stage where we are right now. It's we don't need more land. We need to to improve the usage of the land that we already have. And this is important for for even for us. The uh, uh, SF uh, successful farming in, in in Brazil can help the producer to be more productive, uh, to use the the land and the space they uh, already have in a, in a, in in a better way. Okay, and that's uh, it's a huge country. We have a lot of a lot of space, uh, not so much populated. So we can improve the the techniques and because one particularity of brazil we do have the as everywhere the big producer and this guy he's he's using a state of the art mm-hmm. technology techniques and all this stuff but also there are a lot of uh smaller or or medium and small farmers um that are not aware of all the techniques and and using maybe older yeah that's techniques. it yeah that that's uh um, that's a point. Okay. Um, a big issue in the U- in the U.S. 
these days has been some of the misinformation surrounding some technologies in food, uh, GMOs. Is, yeah. Are GMOs, is, is there a stigma in the, to, with the general urban consumer in Brazil are, that they should try to avoid those? The food that's produced genetically I, modified. I, I don't think it's as strong as in, in as here in in in, in mm-hmm. US. Uh, still, there are. Okay. But a few years, I would say it was stronger, and now it's uh, everybody. I I think people are more concerned with the quality of the food of of what they are eating, when of or, or then. If it is GMO or not, okay. uh, for defensives, for example, uh, people are are very concern, uh, uh, concerned about the the amount of uh, defensives you are using in, in the production. When you say uh, defensive, that's herbicides. Yeah, herbicides. Okay. Herbicides. I, just, that's, I, I thought uh, I just wanted to make. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, yeah okay. You're. Uh, it is um, herbicides because uh, they are necessary, but mm-hmm. there's the right amount. To use, and that goes back to the converse, conservation. Yeah, that's 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 the point, and uh, so I, I see like a lot of people talking about uh, organic food, out, but again, there's organic being produced using GMO seeds, and the guy doesn't even know. Labeling is something that uh, it's moving in in the market there. Uh, there are some labels, but uh, not as strict as Europe, for example, right. for now. Okay. Okay. Guy, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, it's been great to have you here. Uh, hope you enjoy your stay in the United States, and we'll keep in touch. Maybe we can do a follow-up conversation in the in the not-too-distant future. My pleasure. Thank you very much. And if you want, just ask. I, I will come back. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. Thanks. Once again, I'd like to thank you for downloading and listening to the Successful Farming Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play or whatever podcasting app you use. You can also give us some feedback, some comments, and a a review on on iTunes. That's always helpful. To get more information about the podcast and listen to other episodes, you can visit us on the web at agriculture.com slash podcast. And as always, you can email us here at the show, podcast at agriculture.com, and follow us on Twitter, Successful Farm, and my account is Jason Meeker. I'd like to thank Guy Havache again for joining us and, and providing a lot of great information about Brazil and what's going on down there. It's, uh, it's important for, for us here in the United States to, to know what's going on in large agricultural countries like Brazil. And again, make sure you tune in to the next episode. We'll have part two of this of the interview with Guy, where he explains some of the intricacies of the car wash scandal. And we'll try to get an update also, because it's an ever-changing issue, and some things have, have changed even since this interview was recorded. So we'll, we'll get an update and hear about car wash in the next episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.